Welcome to the Red Circle Gazette. You look at Archie Comics' world of superheroes, featuring the digital and print series, The New Crusaders. We have all the news, reviews, and items of interest that fans of the series and the universe will love. So sit back, relax, and spend a little time inside the Red Circle universe. Since this is the first episode of the podcast, it may be beneficial to some of the newer readers of the online series to have a little history of where we've come from. In 1959, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby came to Archie Comics and created a number of superheroes for them, including The Fly, who joined patriotic super soldier The Shield, who had first appeared decades earlier in Pep Comics, in a shared universe of adventures under the Archie Adventure Series banner. Unfortunately, the line was not successful and only lasted a very short time. In 1965, Archie Comics hired Jerry Siegel, most famously remembered for helping to create a small character called Superman, to help launch a line of superheroes under the Mighty Comics banner to help them cash in on the sun boom in the superhero world. In Flyman number 31, a new superhero team was introduced to cash in on the popularity of the Avengers and the Justice League, and it featured the most popular heroes from the Archie line, and they were called the Mighty Crusaders. Among its members were the Black Hood, the Comet, the Fly, and the Shield. Their series lasted seven issues until they exited the superhero business to focus on their core Archie line of characters. In 1983, Archie once again tried their hand in a superhero line, this time under the Red Circle brand, and this time it lasted 13 issues until it too faded away. Some of the members of this version include sons and nephews of original members like The Web 2 and The Black Hood 2. The line was dormant until 1992, which saw a very interesting collaboration where DC Comics licensed the characters with the intention of fully integrating them into the DC line of heroes alongside Superman and Batman, simply titled Crusaders. It was an experiment in getting comics back onto newsstands and supermarket shelves, but poor distribution limited the reach and it lasted a mere eight issues was not fondly remembered by fans and, as of now, is not officially part of the new Crusaders canyon. In October 2011, Archie Comics made an announcement at the New York Comic Con that they would be relaunching the superhero universe as a series of weekly digital episodes, along with making classic stories available through their app. The new series, titled The New Crusaders, wasn't a relaunch like the recent DC-52, but rather built upon the established history and featured the, a lot of the sons and daughters of the original heroes. The application launched on May 16th, and I was a day one subscriber, and the series has thus far been a very successful venture for Archie Publishing. And for collectors, a print series will be launching in August, collecting each four weekly episodes into an issue around three months after it debuted in the digital app, and trade paperbacks are also coming. The future is bright for this universe. It's accessible. It's friendly to read with your kids. There's no gore, no violence. It's not a reboot. If you read the stories in the 80s or if you're among the older segment, the 60s, all those stories apply. They happened. 
it's not retconned out of the world. It's there. You've enjoyed it. It could be referenced again. That was a brief little history of the superhero universes that have been published by Archie Comics since the 40s. It gives us a good base from which to go forward with in the podcast and future episodes. And if you do subscribe to the app, I hope you take the time to look at some of those classic issues and appreciate and that in this universe, they all happened. Now we have some news to go over with the Red Circle universe. First up is The Lost Crusade. While reading the new series, some longtime fans may be wondering, what happened between the end of the Red Circle line in the 80s and the newest series? Chuck Dixon has come on board to write a series titled Lost Crusade, and it will tie up loose ends and provide the Mighty Crusaders closure. New Crusaders writer Ian Flynn will start the series off, and Chuck will take over with the second issue, and the series will focus on the original Comet and will eventually answer a lot of the questions fans have regarding the original team and the events that took place. The series is scheduled to be released in installments, and this is where it gets a little unique. Some months in the year have five Wednesdays. Each New Crusaders has four parts, so what happens on that fifth Wednesday? That's when the Lost Crusade will provide another installment to keep fans going during that odd week. The San Diego Comic-Con was a few weeks ago, and Archie was there with a very impressive presence. They had a few collectible items at their booth, including a set of five trading cards, each featuring a different member of the team, which were given out one per day. The fronts of the cards featured original artwork, while the backs featured stats, the character's real name, first appearance, a brief biography, and a code that can be scanned by a mobile device to get more information on the series. The five cards included card number one, the shield, card number two, the web, card number three, the jaguar, card number four, fireball, and card number five, the comet. There was an easier way to get all five as opposed to going to the booth every day, and that was to purchase the convention-exclusive sketch variant cover of issue one, which came with all five cards. In addition to the cards in the sketch variant, there was another thing to pick up at the booth, and that was a standard variant cover to the first issue. There have not yet been a lot of listings for these on eBay or on other online stores, so they look to be fairly scarce and would make a great addition to your collection. I kind of wish that Archie Publishing would have a contest of some sort to make these great items available to the rest of us, those of us who can't make it across country to these big conventions. And let's wrap up the news segment with a little print news. Robot 6 announced the very first trade paperback collection of the new Crusaders will be released on April 2013. It is set to include at least the first six issues of the new series along with some concept art, a brief history, and maybe a little more. The print comic is going to hit newsstands in a few weeks on August 22nd. The first issue will hit nationwide at your favorite comic shop introducing a whole new range of potential readers and buyers to the group. The comic will ship with a total of four covers, each with a cover price of $2.99. The standard edition features a cover by Ben Bates and is a very dynamic cover and would make a fantastic poster. The variant cover is by Ryan Jampool and Matt Herms and reminds me quite a bit of the first issue of the Justice League back in the 80s with all the superheroes looking up like they're uh, posing for a picture from a top-down view. Very reminiscent, very nice. There's a S.H.I.E.L.D. variant cover by Ben Bates and features the original S.H.I.E.L.D. 
superimposed over the classic shield artwork from the 60s. Very nice again. And the final V-Tail variant is a sketch cover by Mike Norton and is a very nice piece of artwork that jumps off the page. This is the original sketch artwork that was used for the finished Comic-Con exclusive issue. And I've already talked about it, but for the sake of completion, there are also those two covers to get as well. So that's six covers for hardcore collectors to get. So you're looking at around $20 to get them all if you can get to a convention to grab them at retail price. If you're looking to save a little money, Midtown Comics online shop has all four retail editions for about 15% off. But if you order two, issue two and issue three, you'll get them at 35% off, which drops the price per issue down to about $1.94, which makes it a little more affordable for us hardcore collectors. And that's the news. I hope next time I'll have a little more exclusive news for you. And uh, let's get on with our next segment. And that's going to be a look at the first issue of the new Crusaders. The New Crusaders, Rise of the Heroes, Episode 1, Act 1. The first thing we notice with this issue is a fantastic beginning. Really establishes the tone. Very action-packed, sucks you in. The artwork, very dynamic, almost manga-like. Establishes the town of Red Circle. Flashback 20 minutes. Joe Higgins arriving at the mayor's mansion. A little something that you may not have noticed or you may not be familiar with is the invitation says, follow the blue ribbons. That is a reference to two series that Archie Comics published. The first, Blue Ribbon Comics, was published 22 issues in the 1940s, but more well-known, perhaps, to the listeners of this podcast, there are 14 issues of Blue Ribbon Comics published in the 80s featuring these superheroes. Nice little touch. Maybe not everyone got it, but it was still there. We get start getting introduced to more of the characters, uh, only by names, which could be a little confusing later. Uh, not their superhero names, but their real names, and there's a lot of people introduced quickly, and it moves right along, doesn't beat you over the head with long-winded introductions. They only have so many pages, and they want to get in on it, and I couldn't be more happy about it. Looks like they haven't seen Joe in a while. First introduction of the web's powers, how everyone's interconnected. Again, doesn't beat over the head what it is, but it shows you. File it away for later. The adults go in for a toast while the kids stay out in the yard. The kids start getting introduced. You see some memorabilia from the original series. Very nice. The characters have a lot of personality. The kids, each one's different. They may be a little stereotypical, but they all have personalities, good or bad, and that's important. Episode 1, Act 2. And we pick up right where we left off. This will look great in the trade paperbacks. There's no recap. The first page uh, can be taken out, and it'll flow nice and smooth. Establishing the characters again. The web power, very nice. Showing how people are connected. The adults giving a toast. A lot of stuff crammed in here. Uh, the lack of evil, the Mr. Justice sacrifice. Mr. Justice was a character introduced in the 40s, and he reappeared in the 80s Red Circle line of comics. He was almost like a specter type. He was, uh, could bring back spirits. In issue 8 of the Mighty Crusaders in the 80s series, he actually brings a dead person back to testify in court that the shield did not kill him. So a nice little reference there, his sacrifice. The writer has said that this is going to pay off later, that these little seeds are being planted. They're not going to be revealed quickly, but they are important. 
While the adults are given a toast, the doorbell rings. Again, very tense with the doorbell ringing and ringing as they show different scenes. You really get the feeling that something's coming up. Brain Emperor has returned, looking perhaps as evil as he ever has. And the heroes spring into action and very nice use of identification of now it's revealed. Steel Sterling, Fireball, Comet, The Shield, aggressively attack the end Act 2. Act 3, again, picks up right where it left off. There's battling back and forth. The shield goes to get the kids out of there. They recognize the danger, and the battle continues. Fly Girl, Jaguar get involved. The web, they're all there. They're all fighting in civilian clothes, so it's tough to know who's who if you're not a, a hardcore Crusader fan or a Red Circle fan. Uh, something that's mentioned here is Operation Cancun. The heroes had anticipated, perhaps not expected, but anticipated the possibility of an attack on them. And they have a plan in place. This will be revealed in future issues. But the naming is interesting. The shield's getting the kids to safety. Where does he live? What better place to live than on Golden Age Lane? Golden Age referring to, obviously, the era of comic publishing that they first appeared in. A nice little throwout. Act 3 concludes with the Brain Emperor appearing to kill Steel Sterling. I only say appears because the Brain Emperor does a lot of teleportation. Did he actually kill all the parents, or is this part of a bigger plan? We're going to have to find out in later issues. But for now, I use the word appears to kill. Act 4, pretty much very simple, very concise. Consists of the shield, getting the kids to safety and locking them in. Activating a failsafe that will override the Brain Emperor's uh, abilities making them hard to find the heroes where they've gone to. Brain Emperor lashes out and leaves. Little confusion here with the shield. He has the kids locked up and he's looking through the glass talking to them and he immediately has his uniform on as he leaves. It threw me the first time I read it. I don't know where his uniform comes from or how he changed that quick, but it threw me for a second uh, that it was the same person and I had to go back and read it to understand it. But already the kids are showing signs of heroism. We should do something. My uncle, so help me. You, what do you mean killed? All right, to know, and, and we should do something. Shows what the shield sees in the kids and why these kids were selected. The brain emperor finally gets done rather than havoc across the town and leaves with this buzzing in his ear, making it tough for him to focus. The shield runs back and he says, heaven help us all. I'm the last one left. I'm the last one left again. And that was the final part of the first issue. The last one left again. Could this be a hint of something coming in the future? Uh, an issue in the past that will be revealed? Perhaps taking place in the time that Chuck Dixon's going to explore with his new series? I don't know. But what I will say was this first issue was fantastic. As much as I was hopeful and looking forward to the comic, it was one of the best Crusaders comics I have read, going back to the 40s run. Fantastic, very enthused, moved along at a great pace. The weekly installments work out good. There's a sense of purpose, of urgency to each installment. And then when you read it all together, it flows so smooth, so nicely. It really is good in an era where they'll pad pages with full panels of someone standing there talking. Not in this comic. Every inch of space, our pixel of space, since it is digital right now, 
is important and they utilize it very effectively. If you haven't had a chance to pick up uh, the digital copies for whatever reason, you're on the fence, I encourage you to check it out. A very low entry fee gets you all the issues so far, all the installments, gets you caught up to date. Next time we're going to look at issue two. Very nice things in there. A lot of subtle throwbacks to the old days of Archie that some people may not have caught. I'll talk about them all. But until then, that was the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you for joining me. And I hope you come back again. And that's another episode of the Red Circle Gazette in the can. Thanks for listening. If you want updates on Twitter, follow us at username RC underscore Gazette. If you want to email me, send an email to redcirclegazette at gmail.com. If you want to be part of the show, send me an MP3 or wave comment and I will use it in the next episode. If you are connected to Archie Comics in any way and want to give out prizes to the listeners, I would be thrilled to give this stuff out. If you are an artist and wish to provide original art for inclusion in the podcast, send it over. All trademarks are copyright their respective owners and are most likely copyright 2012 Archie Comics. This is a fan project with no monetary component and is done in compliance with all international trademark and copyright laws. Thank you for listening. <laughs>